G'day everybody and welcome back to our podcast, Control, Alternate or Delete. My name is Lockie. My name is Matt, but you could introduce me if you like, Lockie. My name is Lockie and this is Matt. Didn't we change the name of the podcast to Lockie's Podcast? We could, uh, but maybe maybe we'll wait six months. You know, we'll keep it to the same name and then then we might just change it to um, Lockie and Matt. Yeah, okay. We've got to build a bit more credibility first. We don't have much of that, do we? No, not yet. We don't have... You know, we're, we're building followers. Um, yeah, we had two for last week's. Yeah, so um, I think this week we might have 10. Okay. Because I'm going to promote it, a, it. Is it a good topic, is it? It's a very popular topic. Okay. Uh, it's a topic that uh, a lot of small businesses suffer from. Uh, and it is implementing some of the... The technology tools, I guess, you can use to improve your customer service. Okay. And that's what we're going to be discussing today. Customer service. Customer service and like technology. It. And maybe, you know, um, how future technology might affect customer service as well. We okay. might throw that in as well. All right. Just as a bit of a curveball. Yeah, I like throwing curveballs. You know that. Yeah. No, you usually spin them sideways, don't yeah, you? Yeah. I'll, I'll just rip them in, Shane. Yeah. I'll... Bit of a leg spin bowler for those listening at home. Yeah. Not very good. Not no, oh, I thought you were going to say not very many listening at home. Nah, well, um, I'll start off with a brief story. It's not technology related. It's a time um, we were both working at uh, Norkel Road. Is it Norkel Road? Yeah, Road it was Nottingham. Norkel Road. Yeah, and, none, um, none of Wadding. Uh, a younger version of Matt Sutherland. Matt, let's just call him Matt Sutherland five years ago. Uh, invited me down to the cricket nets. Um, he said, oh, yeah, we'll go down to the cricket nets. Uh, and we'll use the bowling machine. And what the bowling machine is, it's two spinning discs, and you put the ball in, and it makes the ball go really quick towards the batsman. I thought you said it wasn't a technology-related thing. It's not. It's not. Anyway, so we used the bowling machine for a little bit, and uh, we were both hitting the ball okay, and then Matt said, all right, won't you bowl me a couple? I think I offered to bowl to you first. Yeah, you probably did. Uh, and anyway, uh, long, you story, yourself. long story short, I fancied my leg spin bowling and, um, and Matt just smashed me out of the park uh, and I never bowled the same ever again. <laughs> so my confidence. cricket career didn't last long after that. I was down on confidence. I've never got that confidence back. No, but you're not playing anymore anyway. No, no, my body's broken down. I'm no good. But <laughs> I had the ability injury from a very young age, so that's all right. That's I'm, all right. You, you know, you've got a. I'm trying other things like podcasts. There you go. Yeah. So you've changed your interests, and now yeah. you're on the podcast. Yeah. It's probably not as healthy as playing cricket, but. Well, you're no. drinking water. There's coffee as well. Yeah. So get the caffeine fix, but um, that's good. All right. All so right. should we get into the podcast now? Yeah, let's get into the podcast. All right, Matt. Why don't you kick it off by giving us a brief description of how you see um, how technology affects customer service? Yeah, so I think technology, like anything, is a bit of an enabler, right? So technology should make it easier for us to give our customers a better better experience. So I think there's a um, there's a close mapping of, of practicality in in how it's used. Um, yeah. And it's just got to make sense so that it gets adopted and, and utilised quite a bit. So um, I think customer service is a is a, a really strong skill that people need to have. 
um, yep. in general and technology enables us to potentially be better at that. Um, yeah. There's a lot going on in our daily lives. So having technology that might be able to record, you know, certain things that have happened in the past, whether you're talking about a ticketing system, about, you know, dealing with issues or even a CRM that might go so far as to document um, some aspects of a relationship or a person to help have a, a meaningful conversation. So yeah. okay. I think that's um, that's probably the aspect that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. And uh, maybe also we could touch on a little bit of, you know, what what's next in the version of, of um, customer service and technology, like what advances yep. we, we might see in the future and with AI and chatbots and, yep. you know, um, maybe taking away that little bit of human element, but uh, uh, and then putting extra stuff in like video and everything like that to enhance that. Yeah, sure. At the end of the day, uh, every small business just wants to enhance that customer service and enhance the experience for the end user, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And as long as that's the intent, I think that um, people will continue to seek out different ways to be able to do that um, uh, and and get that good outcome, I suppose. So um, not to say that it uh, necessarily replaces the way that people do it. I think it's just a supplementary thing in that sense. So Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. So... First of all, uh, so you've explained a little bit how you see technology and customer service. Uh, why don't we start? I reckon we could kick the podcast off by talking about some of those some of those tools and how they can help interact and what what tools are out there to help enhance that experience and what ones small businesses might be able to use today uh, and might be able to plan for in the future um, with some of these tools. So, I guess. I guess we could talk about, um, you know, the different ways that people communicate with with their customers right now as a customer yep. service team. Uh, and I guess the first one that comes to mind is is telephones yep. uh, and um, how that how that's changing and how people are starting to use uh, different forms of uh, voice communication to yeah sure talk about that so why don't you give us an example about how uh how that sort of uh that phone experience is changing and and what people can sort of expect yeah so uh, look i think that we've seen um telephony and voice change over time so you know you look at things like uh voice driven prompts and and telephone uh keypad driven prompts when you're, you're calling in somewhere um, I think that those sorts of things talk to some of the innovation in that in that space. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say that it's always been successful. I think people can get a bit um, a bit frustrated with that because they feel like they're not getting to somebody that might be able to fix their problem. Yeah. So it may not always feel relevant, or you feel like you're jumping through hoops to get to where you need to go. But um, you know, then there's other things like being able to do uh, having you're giving your customer a number where they can call in and they have a pin code, so you can identify, you know, give them special access or accelerated access to a higher tier of support or something like that. So it's, I think, yeah. Sorry, you go. No, you you go. We've sort of seen um, a lot of that with the uh, the phone prompts and the, I guess the. Um, the automated messages that they seem to have it's gone back to almost going straight instantly to in our industry tech support 
Yeah. Uh, but in a lot of interest uh, industries like accountancy and stuff like that, it'll go straight through to a real person. Yep. And uh, I think people are starting to realise that you want to cut back the red tape when it comes to a lot of those those phone conversations. Uh, a lot of people don't want to go through reception. Uh, they want to they call a number. They want they want to speak to the most relevant person. Yep. Um, on the well, phone. It's time, right? Yeah. The, the the idea of of having you know telephone driven systems like IVRs or auto attendants, digital receptions, whatever you want to call it, um, to get to the department that you want. Um, that takes time. Uh, you, and you talk about seconds, but it, it's, it makes a difference um, to some people. People make decisions based on how much time things are going to take. Um, you think about the, the, another communication method in email and how often people will just send an email because it's easy to go type out the issue, send an email, and then it's done and it's out of the way yep. until that person comes back to them. So yeah, it's like a seconds delay. can matter. Yeah. Um, um, I know um, most recently I had an experience with a telephone. I was, I was switching carriers uh, and I, s- I selected a certain carrier uh, and uh, at the end of the day I couldn't move to them for some reason. Um, but what happened afterwards was that they had this automatic... I was subscribed to this automatic phone call. Um, so what they, they No, no. Uh. What they would do is they would call you and say... Uh, we have an account manager ready to chat to you. Right. right. Um, but what happened was there was no account manager ready to chat to me. So I just sat on the phone for like five minutes and had an awful experience, got frustrated and then just chose not to go with them after the fourth time they did it. Um, so, so that ended up being something that in, ex- in theory sounds good, but the execution was poor. Yeah. So the customer experience or the customer service you know, uh, they had all the technology there to help them. Yeah. But they were unable because they either didn't have enough people on the phone or they didn't have enough um, or they weren't efficient enough, they didn't have the timing right. It meant that it just frustrated the customer to a point where they just said, you know what, I'm in the decision phase. I'm not going to go with you because this is what I can expect for the future. Yeah. Um, So... That costs from, and I'm only one user for a massive organisation, but that costs that company my business because I wasn't willing to be put through that experience. But also the two listeners to the podcast as well, so they may not consider going with such a company in the future if they have a similar experience. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that's and that's where it gets quite. We're going to um, have ten ten listeners. Oh, ten listeners. Sorry, well the impact just yeah. exasperates by that. So. Yeah. so um, but you, but that's where social media becomes quite powerful because people are allowed to vent um, and and communicate that out. And I now think you that's had a bit of a vent this week. I did have a vent. Yes. If yes. you haven't read it yet, I'd recommend jumping on Matt Sutherland's LinkedIn and just having a little read of of this of this massive rant that Matt went on. It's three paragraphs. It wasn't massive, but it, it was a bit of a rant. I did apologise beforehand. Rant. Uh, that Matt Sutherland went through. Did you engage on my post? I liked it. And okay. I told them to listen to the podcast to make that 10 people listening this That's week. a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess in that instance, this was me <coughs> dealing with a vendor not too dissimilar to you dealing with the telephony provider. So um, yeah, look, it was just uh, a case of this wasn't a technology issue, I don't believe. Um, it, was, it was a people thing. So it's... Um, it was probably a case of 
somebody who was trying to help pointing in a direction where they thought was the right place to go. Yep. Um, that wasn't the right place to go. They forwarded me onto another person. Oh, I hate that. Who then forwarded me back to the original person. So went around the merry-go-round a bit. And although that instance wasn't... How the, angry That was the get? straw. That how, was the straw. How angry did you get? Angry enough to write a rant on LinkedIn. Oof. So um, I think it's a case of... Uh, it was the last straw. There's been some other issues, and part of part of the issues I've had in in that particular instance with that vendor has also been some of their internal processes that have been um, pushed onto us as a customer that I don't necessarily agree with. Yeah. Um, only been told that's the way it is, and we can't do anything about it. So uh, that didn't sit too well with me, but. Um, it was just another example of that, so... Just uh, answer me this question. Sure. When you did put your rant... Uh, rant? Rant. When you did put your rant up on LinkedIn... Yes. And if you're listening, just open up LinkedIn and have a quick read. Um, did you get many other vendors contacting you and going, hey, how can I help, um, sort of thing? Uh, because it, when I think when a customer or a, um, a customer put something like that out on LinkedIn, it's often, it's often an opportunity because Correct. they've had such a bad experience. It's an opportunity for other vendors to jump in and say, hey, um, let's have a chat about how we can solve this for you in the future. We don't operate like that. Um, and did that happen? You've read me like a book, Lockie. Okay. That's exactly what happened. It was only one, one instance. The rest you were... write a book. I'm not going to write a book. Barely string together three paragraphs for a LinkedIn rant. So, mm. but yes, that that did happen, and um, it was it was actually an option that I knew about but didn't consider. Was so, the vendor successful in getting your business? Uh, we're still going through the process. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But uh, but what what it did do was put them to the forefront of the decision. So yeah, um, that's that's the opportunity to look for. Yeah. Um, I suppose and the rest of the engagement on it was also people talking about different things for potentially other people to consider in their small business so yeah. it, it actually gave me some uh, you know I got a couple of good connections from it of, yeah. of people in a similar sort of boat or in that yeah. consulting space not yeah. necessarily in technology but small business um, that made some really good points about things like you should really review your vendors and consider um, more than just price and, and which things ones align like with you yeah yeah, exactly. So um, I think there was some value in, in putting that out there and it yeah. certainly wasn't to slag anybody off because there was no names named yeah. um, or even technologies named to help figure out who that may be. So You should have the shame files on this podcast. I'll you? tell you about it afterwards. Okay, all right. So, oh. so yeah, look, I think, it's, I think the, the customer service in that instance has led me to move um, a reasonably... It's a significant cost for us away um, that is as simple as if I get the right person to engage with that seems to provide solutions to that problem, yeah. it's a done deal. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that's it's good that you were able to get that off your chest because I feel like you really needed it throughout the week. Thanks, Lockie. The um, rant did it for me and I moved on. Okay. Well, I brought it back up and it's obviously hasn't been resolved yet. So. Yeah, okay. It's it's okay. All right, I feel better now though. Yeah, Thank good. you for that. Good. Um, so, 
Moving on from maybe some of the phone stuff and the cut cu- the customer service with uh, phone stuff. Um, yep. Let's talk about real time because the social media uh, it does touch on this. I guess real time messaging um, yep. and that sort of form of customer service. It's starting to really. I mean, I know uh, the big bigger sort of communities like uh, or big organisations such as your Optus, your Telstra, and a lot of those um, telephone companies. They they have. Uh, a lot of live chat yep. uh, so to improve that experience and using the technology uh, what's your what's your thoughts on um, real-time chat and real-time messaging real-time customer service and how could small businesses possibly use that within their organizations yeah I think that um, I think that one thing that I'm pretty big on is having no friction for the customer. So yep. I think the, the simplest thing you can do is make it as make yourself as accessible as possible for your customers to communicate in a way that suits them that hopefully also suits you. But if it doesn't, you should yep. err on the side of the customer. Yeah. Um, because the, the more friction you create, the more on guard they're going to be when you're talking to them about what value you can provide to them as, yeah, a, okay. as a service provider so, or, or as a product or whatever. Yeah. So I think if their experience is good, then they're going to then assume that the product and or service you're selling them is going to be as equal on par with the, the thing that got them to that point. Yeah, It's nothing worse than getting brought into dealing with somebody only to get handed off to somebody that's, that's not really meeting the expectations that were initially set. Yeah. So I think that that's important. Um, chat's a good way to potentially have, um, you know, some sort of uh, contention on your ability to respond to people. Yeah. So depending on the size of your business, you might be able to respond to people, uh, multiple people at the same time. Um, the chat is is so common nowadays. You look at apps like, you know, Facebook, WhatsApp, Snapchat, all those sorts of social Drift. networks. Oh, no, you're talking about social networks, okay. What did you say? I said Drift. Drift. Which is, what's Drift? Drift is a uh, messaging app, a free messaging app that you can implement within your website and stuff like that. Too. Oh, that sounds like a plug. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, I've used you're it on the take for the, Yeah, no, no I could. No, but you're right. Like even building stuff into website widgets and things like that so you can pop out and chat to somebody um, is is a like, but, but most of, you look at the way that consumers and people communicate now, Texting was big for a long time. Then yep. you look at things like WhatsApp, Snapchat, like it's all text based. Yep. So it's chat, it's to and from. Yeah. If you can build that into your business to be able to respond to that, it makes it very low friction for people that are in that sort of demographic to be able to, cont- to speak with you. Yeah. Um, I know myself, I I like using chat when it's available because I can do a little bit of something and then I expect that it's not going to be an instant response, but I'm not necessarily expecting it to be as well so the yeah. expectations a little bit different as yep. well yep. as a customer so i think that um wherever you can put something on your website that's contextual to where the person is on the website yeah also means that you're yeah it's, it's kind of the same thing as not having a digital receptionist for your phone system they're already needing to go to the person that they can speak to yep. so the technology is there to be able to support that i guess the advancement on the the chat is uh, implementing things like artificial intelligence and chat bots yeah. uh, to help enhance that experience. But it can also hinder the experience if it's not set up correctly. Correct, yes. Um, I know I've, I've dealt with a couple of chat bots that just frustrated the hell out of me and I ended up clicking off the web page yep. uh, just because it was just 
it wasn't fun. Although on the other side of it, I've been at events that have been, you've been self-guided with chatbots and it's worked super effectively and it just allowed me to enjoy the day without having to worry about anything. Um, So that comes down to the execution though. Yep. That comes down to the execution and the purpose. So if somebody's implementing that system to save money on a resource, it's never going to work as well. No. Because the intent of what they're doing is not right. But if you're putting in something that your focus is to improve the customer experience, you're probably going to get a better outcome. Yeah, that's so exactly it. I think that it comes down to that intent and how it's put together. It's a tool. Yeah, it, it is. And it comes down to the, the technology is one aspect to it. In some senses, I think across the board, the execution of technology is more important because it, you can have this U-Butte system, but if you just put it there and you don't use it all, yeah, it gets a it, it gets a bad rap. So yeah. you know the the most common one that I hear in the IT industry is SharePoint. Yeah. SharePoint just cops it because it's an awesomely powerful platform, but if you stop developing it and stop applying it to how you're using it right now it becomes irrelevant yeah so it's the same sort of thing exactly um the other benefit i guess of bots with customer experience is they can be there when you're not as well to improve that 24 7 experience but they've got to provide the value exactly exactly um yeah um let's talk about uh, the next thing that I had in mind uh, with customer experience and technology, and that's self-service. Yep. I think self-service um, can be dramatically improved, or your customer experience can be dramatically improved with technology through self-service. Yep. Because let's face it, uh, if you can do it yourself, you're going to want to do it yourself. Yeah, I think there's a sense of pride that people get from doing things themselves. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, you know, they f- may feel like it's it's less embarrassing for them if they're able to fix what may be a simple issue if they get pointed in the right direction. Yeah. And that's where I think that the bots can also play their part in yep. that bots will avoid having to have that interaction but still get the same results as long yep. as it's relevant. Um, so I think that that, that is um, that is hugely important. But again, it's got to be relevant um, to what you're doing and I think yeah. that you've got to do it for the right reasons as yeah, well. Exactly. Um, I, I mean, you're in content. You've, you do, your big thing in content marketing is providing value. Yep. So you, you've been doing it for, for quite a number of years now. So I think you put that content out there or that information or that self-service out there and then let the people come to it that they find relevant for. Yeah, is, exactly. is probably the best way to do it as opposed to going, this is what issues that we see on a daily basis. So we're going to build content that fixes that specific issue. Yeah. It potentially becomes about the wrong thing again. Exactly. And um, I guess, you know, that self-service can be done in a, a, a whole heap of different formats too. It depends on how people would like to view that. It could be video, it could be um, uh, some sort of, little manual it could be a tool yeah it could be it could be anything um that helps enhance that experience yes for the customer and it, it comes but to it shouldn't value. replace no it doesn't anything. replace anything it adds value yeah yeah absolutely um and i guess we should touch on the fact that you know utilizing this technology is going to be such a competitive differentiator um, for a lot of small businesses as well and it's how they execute execution is key 
and what you were saying was right, it can't replace anyone, it just needs to add value. But it can be a differentiator for some people that are wanting to choose your organisation over another. Yeah, it certainly can if, if the execution's right. So, And if it represents the way that you do things, I think as well, at the end of the day, it's got to be an extension of you, not a replacement. So I think that's, um, that's important. Yeah, okay. Um, let's touch on using data. Um, so technology, using data to help enhance that experience. So uh, I know that uh, coming from technology companies, we, we used a lot of technology to uh, survey our customers, to find out their experience, yep. to, to talk about how, that, how their individual experience was and would, would um, collect that data and display it for ourselves to find out how we're tracking. Yep. Uh, another powerful way, there's lots of different platforms to do it. You know, Power BI on Microsoft Stack, um, you can build it into that. I know that they've got... Yeah, thousand and uh, one different tools. Yeah, they've got tools that are free within your probably your subscription that you're using now. Yep. Uh, but utilising that data is key and being able to understand what you're reading uh, is another is another massive thing. Why don't you talk us about talk to us about building some of that those dashboards out and what what they might look for in terms of the customer experience and how how to interpret that data. Yeah, I think um, data data gives you a good context point for what you may need to provide as far as your value goes. So if you're not sure where, where the value is or you have a feeling but you're, you're not quite on the pulse, the data can help you get to that, that point. So, um, yeah, look, I think it's hugely important to have a, have, some, um, have, a, have a pulse on what's going on. So how do you display that data? Um, what's, what's the best way to display it? Is it through dashboards? Is it through, you know, is it, do you get printouts? What, how do you, do you send it to the customers? Like... How should what you different, do? Yeah, okay. Yeah, look, I think I think it depends on it's contextual to each person. So, yeah. I was I was having a conversation with a customer this week that we're just onboarding, and they were asking about reports. Um, they're the first customer so far that have asked about reports, but we I know I'm confident that our data is able to capture what they're looking for because I knew the day would come, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so. They'll, they might be in a dashboard, they might be in a, a, a report that gets manually run and then some context gets provided around it. There's yep. nothing worse than getting a bunch of numbers or graphs and then not knowing what they mean as well. Yeah. So I think it could be a good way to supplement a, a feeling or a thought or a consideration, a recommendation yep. um, by presenting the data in a way that's relevant. So for a CEO, that might be a dashboard with some pie charts and bar graphs and, and some reference points and some yeah. trending. Yeah. Whereas somebody who's a data scientist might want to dig really deeply into it and try yeah. and figure out what's going on if there is anything. So, so being I, able to cater for those personas. Correct, yeah. So that, that's, that's just that spot on. So I think that's it's always contextual to the environment um, or the person and shit data in and shit data out. Yeah. If you if you don't have good data going in that provides you the information you're after, you're never going to get anything useful coming out. Yeah, and and simple is generally better. Yeah, uh, I agree. And if if you do present the wrong data to your customers, it, it would hinder that experience as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, because uh, it wouldn't trust. be in line with their feeling. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, 
So those dashboards, you yep. do you have them? How you sh- you sharing those with your your customers? Are you just displaying them internally? How how are you using that data to enhance the customer experience? Yeah, so we're not big enough to have that need just yet. Yeah, but. In previous instances, you want to be able to have as many people across the data as possible because yeah. it gives everybody a context point. Yeah. So TVs on the on the wall um, yeah. with dashboards is a good one, especially yeah. when the data's live or relatively live because it can also give people a, 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 a discussion point to be driving towards something and it might be you know, a response time or things that need to be done or how much of compliance there is on, on timesheets or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, it can it can be a positive thing um, if the data again is right and the and the metrics that you're measuring are accurate. Yeah. As soon as the data is inaccurate, questions start to get asked and then it gets sort of ignored and, and left aside. So um, dashboards and and you can there's some awesome um, you know applications and tools out there. There's you know, things like the Intel NUC pcs that get the hdmi the really cheap alternative to just plug into the side of a computer if you don't have a smart tv yeah um into the side of the tv and and you've got a windows computer where you can put a dashboard or an app or power bit whatever you want to put on yeah and it'll just sit there and run yeah um so really really cost effective options for being able to get that data displayed yeah brilliant um okay well that that touches on that uh i want to talk about I forget if we've talked about it already, but video, video uh, yes. and customer service, a customer experience. Um, yep. I know that um, sometimes we, talk, we spoke about phones a little bit earlier, but I guess the advancement in technology on that is video yep. uh, because people are after that human connection. Yes. Because everybody's human. Because everybody's human. Uh, write that down. Yeah, that's uh, still getting likes, that video yeah. <laughs> on socials. So... Talk to me about video and about how some of these small businesses, uh, if you're listening, uh, can utilise video to improve that experience. You probably can't do it on a granular level, but you, well, you could. Uh, but just just utilising it to improve the experience. Yeah, sure. Look, uh, I've got two really practical examples for you because you know how I love to be practical. Um, so I had one instance uh, where I was rolling out a phone, new phones for, yep. a, for a client and um, they they wanted to know how to perform certain functions, you know, transfer, hold, park calls, you know, those sorts of things. Yeah. They weren't able to make it into the office that day. So I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll just take a video on my phone calling in and doing the process and then I sent it to them. It was a 43 second video, but they got a very easy to understand way of how to perform that function. Yep. Rather than going, oh, am I pushing the right button and not knowing, you can actually see and feel what's Rather happening. Rather than every single individual within the organization giving you a call. Correct. To take you through Here's it, the video. Or you writing it, spending 35, 10, 15, min- 35 minutes maybe, to write out. Maybe 35 minutes for you, but 10 or 15 minutes. But you're, but you're right, and it just makes things so much easier because it was something I could do while I was there, took the video, put it on OneDrive, shared the link, away it goes. It's yeah. done. Um, didn't bother cutting it, didn't bother reviewing it, and I think that that's important, yeah. that, that people, you, you understand where the value in doing that is, and it's not the production value. 
Yeah. It's not in the value of how good that it looks. It's the value that you're actually doing it and providing that. So yeah. the second instance was um, the I'm onboarding a new client. Yeah. Um, so they're starting with a suit and I've written out a, a nice sort of overview of who we are and how to contact us yeah. and all those sort of standard things with onboarding for new customers. Yeah. Um, but this is something I've wanted to do for a while is that I've actually recorded a video um, that's about a minute and a half that's that's me who's really uncomfortable on video um, just introducing myself introducing rive here's the contact details here's what we're sort of going to be doing and yeah. that we're really excited to work with the company and it's a name thing so you know that it can't be just cut and rolled out to everybody yeah. so it, it I think that that adds a little bit of that human touch to it. Um, and those that aren't really interested in reading the few paragraphs that yep. I've written will watch the video for a minute and a half. They've okay. got a printout that they can print out for the support yep. and they've got everything they need. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, um, yeah, 100% right. I think onboarding. Um, we can employees. do a podcast on that onboarding employees or new sorry and just to stop you there and that's exactly the 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 idea that i had so this is obviously onboarding the customer now but the way that the language that was spoke about in the video we're planning on putting that on microsoft stream because they're a microsoft 365 user they can give that to their new starters to say here's a video introducing our IT team because how often does that not get done when a new starter gets yep. come on board, right? Exactly. So that video will be part of their onboarding process where they go, here's some videos, watch these, this will sort you out for IT. Yeah. Um, and it, it just means that you can you can rest assured that everybody will be in the same context, they'll have the same information um, and it's it's even a little bit more personable than just here's a draft, here's a, I'll forward you a copy of the email that got sent 18 months ago from when we started yeah exactly so that's like, sorry i cut you off there that's all right uh i was just going to say that you can use that internally externally you can use it the video you can use it any way you possibly want because it does you did have that uh human to human interaction yeah i had um an instance um a little dog daisy um if you're listening daisy um you'll make her listen when you she, get her she'll listen yeah um she's the second one <laughs> Second listener. <laughs> She'd be a big fan. She's a big fan of me. Um, when I signed up to, I did Woolworths Pet Insurance, right? Yep. I got free access to, uh, it's called an application called Vet Assist. Okay. Uh, and they utilise technology. So what happens is you get on Vet Assist, you type in that your dog's got a problem and Daisy's had a couple of problems with, um, she's had an upset stomach. She's not... Lactose intolerant, is she? She could be. She get um, that from you? Is that a genetic no, no, thing? She's on a raw diet. She eats raw meat. Try and keep her as healthy as possible. Okay. Training her to be a wild dog. Um, Just like you. Yeah. So what happened was she got a, an upset stomach, but um, and I was like, oh, I don't want to really go to the vet, uh, but you know maybe I should just check up to make sure everything's okay yeah yep. this vet assist program allowed me to dial in. I just typed in what was wrong with her. And it connected me via video to a vet in Australia. Wow. Who would talk me through, she would assess the dog on video. Obviously, she couldn't touch it. She would give us instructions on what to do. Yeah. And, you know, is she doing this, this and this? Yeah. Okay, well, this is what you should do. Okay. Um, and, you know, her advice was just to give 
the dog um, roast chicken for a day, bland food. Yep. But having that comfort that I could do that was, um, especially Reassuring. having a video content, uh, yeah. like see the person. You weren't speaking to someone overseas. You weren't doing that. You were speaking to someone within Australia that was a qualified vet. And so you immediately trusted that person oh. because of those credentials? And not only that, they did a follow-up email the next day just to check in to see how she's going. Yeah, okay. And that, that to me is customer service, especially from like, you don't know, these are random vets, but you, you know they're qualified. Uh, but where's the risk? I mean, it's it's not like it's yeah, talking it's, into your medical history in depth. It's, it's for your, your uh, dog. Yeah. So being able to, I, I think it's it's much like, when I do technology problems... I'm going to tag VetAssist in this podcast. Fair enough, too. Yeah. Obviously, very they've made an impression, yeah, unlike your have. telephony vendor. Uh, they have. Um, it's much like a technology problem. Sometimes I will see something that doesn't get communicated to me by the end user that allows me to fix that very quickly. So you think about it in the context of what you're talking about, and it makes sense that the vet might see a reaction that when described doesn't necessarily like you can understand where that's lost in translation yeah and i think that that's quite powerful yeah and you know what it's it's a, it's a cheap per month service yeah i've only used it twice but it saved me 280 dollars from going to a vet past 10 o'clock at night yeah um just to get my dog assessed uh, and you know what? It saved me money, and I was super happy with that. Yeah. And I didn't have to leave my home to do it. It's actually really good. Yeah. Mm. Nice one. Smart idea. Yeah, I'm gonna like tag it. him. Maybe we can get him on the podcast. Maybe we could. Yeah. You could get anybody on the podcast, couldn't you? Yeah. Couldn't get Alex on this week. No. No. Uh, didn't answer your shout calls. out to Alex. Uh, no, she replied to me today. Okay. She's a bit crook. Couldn't make it in. Uh, but that's, that's okay. She told we'll you anyway. We'll get her in. <laughs> Nice we'll get her in. All right. Well, um, that's that's really cool. So, have you got any other uh, technology tips for customer service? No, I'd, I'd just suggest um, just being uh, creative with it and just utilizing some of the technology, testing it out, seeing what works for you. Have a chat to your your IT provider. Have a chat to friends, family. Just find out what they're doing, how they're using some of this technology to improve that experience. I mean, it's a, it's a barbecue conversation. Yeah. You, know, you can discuss it anywhere. What are you using to improve your customer experience? Or even asking, uh, as a consumer, what have you had recently that impressed you enough yeah. that you would be willing to, to talk about it? So that, that context that you were just talking about in the video assists, yep. you could apply Vet that assist. to a lot of... What did I say? You said video assist. Yeah, but video-based assistance. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You could apply that to just about any industry. Oh, yeah. Or, or a significant number of yeah. them. I remember when I went to the Microsoft Inspire con uh, conference in, in Las Vegas a couple of years back, they were talking about how the integration between Dynamics and the HoloLens, which is a like almost like a VR headset, could help field technicians to be able to work with somebody in a central location where they've got you know analytical data running down one, but there's a video camera so that you've got this two-way sort of, almost as if that person's there to be able to help with something quite, um, technical or advanced yeah. so um, th there's a lot of that sort of technology coming it's just it's it's a p until it gets to a point where it reaches scale it's not going to be affordable for small businesses no no it, it will come though very i don't reckon it'll be too far away yeah i, I think it's here it just comes down to the more people that it want it expect it yeah to become to become mainstream and when it gets implemented into certain tools that we use every day too i mean like 
teams and stuff are implementing so many different tools now yeah. and, and dynamics like you were saying there it's, it's for people to use it they have to make it affordable and they know that yeah no that's true that's true mm. once it hits mainstream it'll really take off so yeah. very good all right well that's that's all i have that's all you have do you have anything else uh, I don't think so. No, I think we're all good. All right. Uh, I think that was a pretty good podcast. Yeah, not, not too we'll bad. We'll thank the 10 people for listening. Yeah, no, we, we can do that for sure. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. And uh, uh, Just before you sign ooh, off, ooh, 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 I just ooh. got a little bit of a shout out to uh, Sir Sue, my wife. Okay. So I think she's the other listener to Daisy. Oh, so the okay. Number, number one, number two. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Sue. Yeah, so she's been a good support for us um, and newly a certified practicing accountant no so, she's not yes yeah so got that nailed in the in the last semester so okay. so well if people done. um we should give her a, a real shout if people want to uh is she working at an agency what's she doing no no not working at an agency she's so. doing her own thing no 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 not working in her own thing it's just part of her role where she is working with um the mfb so oh cool but uh well yeah done, it's been Sue. a long time coming it's 10 years in the making wow what so a swish. Big, big achievement. Yep. Nothing but net? Nothing but net, Sue. That's the one. Nice one. All right. Thank you, everyone. Well done, Sue. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See you next time.